So, I guess this is like a perpetual part two. This is, um, I'm recording this on my voice memo, so this one lacks the visual content, but I feel myself falling into another one of these paradigms where I always get attached too quickly and show active and open communication off the bat and the fact that that it scares away a lot of people in my age group because they're not at that stage where they're able to see that for what it is. But something that I do like about this one is that I can see how much time has gone by. And on the other format, there wasn't a lot of freedom. But I don't know. I'm just sending another. It's like another one of those moments where I'm in bed and I'm like alone. I'm just like thinking to myself. And, you know, within my own head and then just outside my door, people who are just fully living in the moment and not really caring about this stuff or at least openly caring on the surface. And, you know, sometimes it just feels like I'm like a sacrificial lamb for, like, the knowledge of, like, the fact that, like, things like anxiety and things like projections and stuff like that actually exists. So, you know, I was like, you know, I'm the I'm the lab rat. I'm the person that proves that it's real. But I also, there's no real other given alternative. But I, and I know that sounds like so horrible, bad, bad, horrible, bad, bad, but like, It just seems like the best way to describe this moment. Even though I know it's not necessarily true, you know. It's hard because, you know, I'm such a natural-born critic. Where it's like, I feel like I'm in a situation right now where I can just, you know. Lay my feet down and relax and, like, know that that's secure, but, like. I'm also constantly looking for red flags that it is that's not the case thing, you know. That's the anxiety popping up. That's the never believe that you're in a secure position because, you know, that's just whatever. But also I'd just like to let everyone know that this episode was filmed the same night as episode one. I'm really gonna try to you know, get these put out before I'm in a fully conscious state of mind to, rep- rep- like, you know, recognize all the repercussions and all how actually dangerous this is. But, you know, even in this stage right now, it seems to be a more present, cognizant mind of what's going on here and what's at stake. But, you know, yeah, that's just what it's going to have to be because, you know, I'm also... This is like this is a theme of the show is how tied I am in into these other worlds and into these other ways of thinking, but also how tied in I am into the present way of thinking 
So, you know, I have that duality. I'm able to play both sides. And that might be a reason why no one's able to connect with me because, you know, people are either or. I'm kind of and. And that's one of the the theories of, you know, why this whole thing sort of, this whole relationship thing has never worked out for me. But also, natural born critic, I see how thinking this way kind of leads stuff like this to become, to manifest to be true because, you know, people could just, like, not be feeling me because of, you know, something else. But I'm making it into this big, grandiose divide when in reality it's probably just individual preferences. But then you can go into how individual preferences are built off of, you know... This stuff that these grandiose stories of society and of people that we've heard. So it's like, it's just a constant conflict between how do you, how do you represent, how do you emote real emotion without using what was taught to us to be those emotions through media, through television. um... Oh no, I don't really know about the sound quality. I hope this is okay, but you know, the fact that I'm like, I'm speaking on all these grandiose issues and all these like large concepts that I think are important, and I bet some other people would too. And I interplay that by like the real world interjecting game with something that should be like nonsensical. It's like, oh, is my screen on? Oh, how's everything going? When? You know, this is about breaking down that sort of perfection, that sort of veneer of reality that's fake. Or like that veneer of like, you know, entertainment. But I'm still so caught up in that world that I'm trying to make this work within that frame. And that's really just how structures work, how these paradigms work, you know. when even, Even when you're being, trying to break them down, you know. It's just so ingrained in how we think about social stuff, how we think about societies, because in reality, society, like, it's not something that's innate to our beings, you know? We were, we were animals. We were animals. We were, I sound like someone we all know now that I'm not going to name, that doesn't know how to talk, but, like, we used to just be caring about, you know, getting food and mating. We were just, like, nomads, basically. And then society came in and taught us a lot of stuff on top of that. And, I mean, society's definitely been progressing towards things and towards these aspirational feats of, like, equality and egalitarianism. But it's kind of like there's some conflicts between that natural spirit and what society is telling us. And, you know, sometimes people who, there's like, this is no story about the people who find themselves maybe on a negative side of a trait or a trend, but like they notice that and they're willing to change. There's no real, there's no real path for people who get caught up in the fact that they 
didn't they they just didn't know that that was why things happened, but you know there's like no coming back from that, and it's just a very a very toxic like environment for people. And, you know, even in explaining this kind of concept, I'm still very cognizant about the system I'm critiquing and I'm being very careful to, you know, not prescribe my own... I mean, I I guess I was a Freudian slip, my own projections, my own ideas of how things should work and how things have worked by being, you know, unilaterally open and unilaterally just like i'm i'm gonna show respect to other people i'm gonna give things out i'm gonna give people what they want to hear that i'm just so disconnected from that gut response that i just don't really have it anymore i can't really conjure it until after the formulaic response is given but This is starting to sound a lot like my therapy sessions used to sound. I mean, I guess that might be part of the allure, part of, like, that real reality part of therapies that, like, you know, they dig into these moments verbatim and, you know, like, just, like, as a profession. But, I don't know, I'm barely... I'm probably not gonna be saying this in my in my regular state of mind, but I'm just kind of ticked off at the fact that you know. I gave I showed a lot of. I interacted with this person that I'm talking to. I interacted with them a lot today, and I gave them a lot of. A lot of attention, and I haven't received any of it back, and I'm just like. Should I make this a norm? Should this be something that I should just be looking forward to? And, you know, if, you, if you're if you able to piece storylines together, you may be able to tell that this person I'm talking about was named in my last episode. But just for the allure, we're going to try to keep this as removed from personality as possible. But, you know, a personality of um identity. And I'm just wondering if, like, if this is really going to work or is this, like, are we reaching that point in the honeymoon phase where we start to realize, like, hey, might be harder. And what are the prospects of getting out of, of leaving the honeymoon stage before you even, you know, experience each other fully? Is that it? I so am I like at that level of the loot? Like it's just like this seems like a very unicorx, uni, uni, uh, unical, unical, unitary, experience. When even though you know everyone talks about it as if it's just this common thing. But then no one really reveals that they fit into the common thing as well. So I just kind of am left out of the, in the dark of like, oh, like I'm able to call like, yeah, I go through that. And other people are just like, oh, I, I relate to you, but I don't think I go through that. I go through this, where it's like literally an alteration of that 
that's personal and like we just never learned that when we learn about psychology that all of these symptoms and all of these general descriptions are interlaced with personal anecdotes of personal experience and that's why a lot of people haven't been able to connect to you know the field and like this idea of like depression this idea of anxieties because like we've been leaving out that fact that it's all personalized and it's not like one day you wake up and all these things are happening to you but i mean as we'll get into as this as whatever this is probably show show progresses i have a lot of unique qualms with the education system that I will get out personally but there's also people who talk about this in their present mind and they I mean they get some airplay from like you know the people who are like-minded and the like people who are just like hey this is like shocking watch this but I don't really know how this is gonna go along I, I feel like it could follow the same structure it could this could be a genre. This could be a, like, you know, a genre of things that are, like, all agglomerated and shared, like, the audience and the benefit. Or this could be a, uni- a uniary experience of this is really speaking to a moment. This is going to be, we're going to use it. This is what we're going to go with. And then being kind of like one of these Oh uh, no, like one of these mass consumable objects where in reality this is a, a anti-capitalist perspective or like point of view most of the time, but also I'm making capitalistic decisions on how to spread my message, which to a lot of people who are already every day anti-capitalist seems fraudulent and makes them not trust me. And then a lot of people who are capitalists but secretly hate it would rather take refuge in, you know, the status quo than join my cause. So I'm kind of left out in the dirt. And, you know, I might get cast out of two sides and live this life as, like, a wanderer or whatever. But, I mean, we all don't really know what goes on after people, like, you know, get cast out. We don't. And who, like, I don't know, like, what happens to those, like, people who have, like, a big social presence, public presence, and then they just, like, are riddled with scandal? Do they, like, triple up? Do they disappear? But I don't really know. But I also think that it's kind of really, I don't know, not, I guess, arrogant, I guess arrogant is the world to think that I'm just destined to fit into this this realm of people as if I belong there or as as if like it was destiny that I came to this spot among all these public personalities as if I know myself right now to be a public personality when in reality there can be tens or thousands of people doing the exact same thing I'm doing but thinking thinking the exact same thing I'm thinking and that we're just honestly wrong or just like no one as popular as any other but we exist as a something that can be studied or something that can be marveled on by some like unique academic 
sort of like niche or interest, but it's just very evident that if you look at across this data that you'll be able to draw the similarities, you'll be able to draw like the the peaks and the valleys and it can be like standardized but also like what is the like why does this need to be standardized why can't just be this just be an experience and people can feel it each however they do feel it but it doesn't have to fit into this like generalized this happens this happens this happens sort of like moment or idea so wow it's only been here for like 17 minutes but i feel like i've been talking so much i mean i guess that's what happens when you talk to yourself but this is um this is pretty epic i also remember i was reading somewhere that you know this type of matic jumping from plot line to plot line is some sort of symptom of anxiety and i mean i realized that yeah that's probably true and that that's kind of explains why i communicate the way i do i also was just like but that's not gonna stop me from communicating the way that i do because like i don't know like i just i understand a lot of these sort of paradigms and all these things that people say you should do but i just feel like they're all missing that the the point that this is supposed to be a specific like relationship like you're supposed to have these general feelings but there's also like this like underpinning of like how you were raised how you grew up what people are like around you who you're talking to who's the situation around and that's how those symptoms generalize themselves instead of like i'm feeling very down right now it's more like oh my god this person's here and then all the things that you associate with that person bring you to that down state but i keep on saying but as if i'm not you know reading this genre for filth in a way that i think is very you know relevant and impactful to the communities that I feel like I represent and like I do think that I'm speaking to a higher cause right now or like a high like people do will understand what I'm saying when they listen to this but also I feel like a dick for for thinking that I'm just like destined to be this like person who knows everything and can communicate when in reality you know None of that may be true. And I don't know why I got Instacart at the same time, like a couple hours ago, because now I'm like adding all this stuff to the cart because like now I want cake. And if I don't get, I really want cake. And I got all these sweets and now it's like so expensive. And no, cake, 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 cake. Vanilla cake. I don't know. Cupcakes? Oh my god. I want more. Oh my god. I sound like such a mess.
Okay. Oh my god, I'm spending so much money on groceries. Let's see. I forgot I was recording. That's probably going to happen a lot. You see how like easy it is for you to get drawn right back into the conscious stream of things happening. But I don't know. I'm just like thinking about getting back into the swing of things right now and getting back into you know what I got to do with when like tomorrow and stuff and now I think it's taking away from this experience that should be you know my whole being right now should be the only thing I'm focused on but I'm I'm just in a structure where I'm unable to ever fully unplug and part of me is like let's just feed into it and put myself in a position where I can't unplug because I've become so good at it But, I don't know. There's some conflict there. I can't lie. There's definitely conflict. And it's going to be down on that. We're only at 22 minutes. I feel like hours are passing by. And, like I said in episode one, I know people are going to try to ascribe the way what I'm thinking about and how I'm feeling to the effects of certain, you know, substances. You're free to do that. It's okay. You guys can know when I'm on. I'm not going to just, like, announce it like it's, like, a high five, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to hide that from you. What I'm trying to do is focus the story outside that because while we talk about these things in such an abstract manner, it's... There's some experiences that are derived from these derived from these things that are irreverent and are deserving of analysis and introspection, especially you know within the realm of philosophy and like you know psychology and all this other stuff when you're like you know we all know that. These philosophers that we, like, idolize were definitely not just, like, above the influence of other substances when they were coming up with these things. Because these experiences are unique. Like, they're 
they encompass people and they're like real and it's kind of been played as a joke that um we're still able to have these experiences but i'm gonna speak to what i am going to speak to what i feel like i need to speak to and yeah, I can I can just continue doing that until I can't. Hmm. So yeah, my Instacart order is still running a mess. I think it really hasn't been that long, but. It's just time's going by so slow. But I also don't know how long these can be. I had some trouble with voice memos ending early. But now that I said that, whenever it does end is where the episode's going to end. Because I'm not, like, I get it. Like, I am a critic of this system. I do not really think that this is the, this is the, most opportune way to be running our societies or you know yeah i am cynical of it but you know and part of that cynicism is the fact that i'm going to keep some moments for myself and keep some moments for the ones around me and keep those you know still private because you know we are still deserving of some remnant of privacy and some remnant of you know intimacy and I don't know. I'm going to keep that for myself, you know. I definitely have taken moments off. And this won't be, like, a full entire cycle of me being high and, and, like, me going back sober and analyzing it and laughing over some laugh track because it's, like, a YouTube challenge or something. Like, no. This is going to remain an intimate experience between whoever is listening and me and the, me and my in this present state. And I'm not going to try to capitalize it on more than just sharing it and on more of, like, how sober me can just wiggle his way in there and make himself into, like, some character of, like, oh, yeah, this is what I do. And, like, yeah, I'm deserving of respect because I do this. Like, I just know that's what's going to happen. So I'm going to try my best to lead as normal. A life as I can, given the fact that this is not going to really take off or be reverent or like be looked at in the future, but I'm gonna pretend as if I'm constantly living in that but in that like battle between which life like Hannah Montana or something, but I also realize this sounds a lot like a lot of people's therapy sessions and this is an experience that should be recorded in some way, in some fashion, but there's never really, I mean, unless there has been, I haven't looked. I think another thing about this is, like, it's not something that you look for. So it's, like, taking off, I'm not going to, like, advertise it as, like, ooh, come listen to this. But I don't know, it's still, like, what do you look for? What Like, how do you find out about this from the ground up? I guess besides word of mouth. So it kind of builds in that community. And um, I'm not, I'm definitely not going to 
try to make this into like some sort of marketing, advertising, whatever product sort of era of things. But I'm definitely, if I was to get, you know, treated to that, it would be a topic of this time. But I'm going to try my best to keep it as real as I can. I'm starting to question if my Instacart's gonna come on time. I really am. Besides that. I guess I can talk about this thing I've been thinking about recently. I feel like I'm in transition. Like, I feel like I'm moving from constantly craving other people's approval to being secure in myself. And now I'm letting go of a lot of those anxious qualities I had in myself of like, oh, you have to do this, this and that to gave people's respect and now I'm kind of like I could get pulled into nomad life of like I live by my own rules and if you don't like them bye or I can use this as a way to wedge myself even deeper into societal norms and I don't know it's just it's interesting because now I'm just like Especially with this whole BB situation. I'm sorry, BB. I have to say your name. But it's like, do I pull myself? In? Like, do I like stop interacting? Let's like pull myself back until he runs up. He runs up and then he's really attached and shit or like why do we have to contribute to this game as if we both don't like each other but then he's also like letting me know that these are things that he struggles with and I have to respect it but it's kind of just like the able the ableist perspective is like yeah like just get over it but like people are actually like constantly dealing with the fact that they're not able to you know, deal with the things that happen to them. And me talking from the perspective of someone who's been able to do that and being like, you know, it kind you know, like I'm just like not being courteous and I'm being ableist. And like, not, I sound like a white guy or I'm like, not a, like, I was ableist. I don't have to like add a qualifier to it. Like, everyone was, was, Everyone has their own representative space within these paradigms. And sometimes you're just born into a position of privilege and you just have to attack it. There's no real reason to defend it unless you believe in the current structure. And, you know, people only believe in the current structure because they place high in the current structure. So it's like, what's the need for a structure anyway? And, man, but I mean, this is just like scratching the surface of 
modern queer theory and modern, like, you know, feminist studies and women's studies and gender studies. But it is, that's a real part of my lived experience. And I can definitely, I definitely feel like a lot of people's lived experience where it's like dealing with these things and dealing with these things on a daily basis. It's like, it speaks to an experience. I'm just really still in awe that even when I'm exhibiting these traits that I study, I'm still in instructor mode of like, this is how it works. This is like, I'm still not fully un, you know, unfeathered and just like living and how I, I've never really, I don't really have any memories or just doing that. And with the way that the world's going, the way my career is going, I don't think there might be a time where I'm ever just able to do that without feeling immensely bad about abandoning the people that rely on me for support and rely on me for, like, more than just, you know, timely visits. But I guess we shall see. Uh Let's see what's going on here. I think that might be a good place to end this episode. Because, you know, I don't have to give you guys everything on the first go. But it was fun. This will be up as episode two. And I don't know. I might come up. Also, wait, I came up with a name for it. The name of it is Nate at Night. I had... I haven't came up for a name for the fan base, but this is just stupid that in a show that where I'm critiquing capitalism, that I'm coming up with a fan base name. Like, I just can't deal with how contradictory I am. But, I mean, here you guys are, so, you know, whatever. And I know this, even this sort of characterization sounds like something out of, like, the comedy minds of Trey Parker or Matt and like Seth MacFarlane or stuff like that where it's just like heavy sarcasm but it's like is that that might just be the lived experience for a lot of people and now it's like they can't even connect without being compared to the commercialized version of their life but I mean, even that was just so, so extra, given the fact I was just signing off just to drop, you know, another, you know, philosophical grand quote about the state of affairs of modern life as if I, as a, like, you know, as an exit, like, okay, like, can I just, like, go somewhere? But here I still am, so... But now I think for realsies, you know, I'm making progress towards actually having a private life. So this is going to be practice. I will see you guys whenever episode three airs. I can't really promise you anything, but I just feel like it's coming soon, probably. And I will be waiting. Bye.